Welcome to The Perspectivalist. This is a Yuri Brito, Episode 2, The Case for Children in Worship. I wanted to offer a little bit of a biblical rationale for the importance of children in worship, and it, it doesn't seem necessary because as you look at them, their cuteness seems to suffice, but it seems that establishing a little bit of a foundation will set the stage for other conversations in the future. The Bible speaks of children over 1,100 times, and in most cases, as something to be desired, like Psalm 128. Other times in the context of sadness, for not being able to bear. In Genesis 11, we hear of the barren women. Other times, we talk about children as promises, children of the promise, very covenantal language we see in Genesis 17. In the New Testament, those are children are objects of wrath, from tyrants, tyrants like Herod in Matthew 2 want to execute them and kill them and destroy their ability to grow into a mature image that will eventually topple their own kingdoms, the kingdoms of this world. And then in Matthew 19, in one of the most salient passages of all, the disciples rebuke Jesus for giving attention to children and Jesus rebukes them and essentially says, no, no, from these children, from the faith of these little ones, I will establish an everlasting kingdom. But sometimes children are a reason for grief, as with Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4. But in most cases, they are signs of blessings, as we see in Psalm 102. You know, I remember this story when I was a pastoral intern. I remember someone approaching me after the service, confessing, that she simply couldn't tolerate little children in worship because of their noises. They were a distraction, she said angrily. I often think that this is the way many evangelicals view children. They view them as distractions. They're distractions at home, so we find ways to entertain them rather than engage them. They're distractions at church, so we find ways to keep them busy outside the gathered assembly. And as we will note in some future discussions, there are other concerns in mind, but the evangelical church has unwittingly affirmed the premise that children are a distraction, something that needs to be done about during the worship service. And so Jesus tackles this very issue here. The disciples, as I mentioned earlier, view children as a distraction to the main work of Jesus' earthly ministry. But Jesus draws children to himself keeps them close to him, places a benediction over their head as priestly people in the kingdom of God. As the priests of the Old Testament were anointed on their heads, Jesus places his hands on their heads and grants them his own anointing, his own benediction. Now, I say all these things with the full knowledge as a father of five that being a parent is one of the hardest tasks ever given to men. And it's also one of the areas where the Spirit speaks most decisively in giving detailed instruction in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Idealistic parents, they quickly fall into the reality that first week when they take their newborn home. I remember uh, that scene when I pulled up the van and my wife was carefully wheeled to the van where I picked up my little girl and uh, meticulously plugged her into the baby car seat. I don't think I ever drove so slowly and so tense in my whole life. I literally had this thought as I drove off. I have a human being in the car that is fully dependent on me. And I don't know if I'm going to be ready. You know, but that child was entrusted to us as parents. 
And because that's the case, we now, ready or not, we have a very distinct duty to train her in the education of the Lord, as Ephesians 6 tells us. Like anything, we are called to steward and love, and it's going to demand our soul in the process. Children are a blessing from the Lord, which means that we need to begin as parents viewing them as such, not only at home, but also in the place of worship. They are not vipers in diapers, to quote a famous author. They are worshipers in diapers. Then they are worshipers who can potty on their own, sit on their own, sing on their own, raise their hands on their own, eat on their own, confess on their own, and then one day produce a new cycle of worshipers in diapers. That is the generational and covenantal vision. So when we send our children to another gathering away from Jesus' central gathering worship, I believe what we're doing, sometimes unbeknownst to us, is we're creating a separate class within Jesus' earthly kingdom. And again, even though our intentions may be good and pure, we may be thinking as the disciples did, and thereby missing the opportunity for Jesus to place his hands upon them and bless the little ones in our assembly with his love. The journey is not meant to be easy, but like any other faith journey, it is going to be rewarding. And my proposal is that keeping children in the worship service from beginning to the benediction is the most biblically satisfying and fruitful task you can embrace as a parent on the Lord's Day. This is Yuri Brito, and this is another episode of The Perspectivalist. Thanks for tuning in.